Welcome to Twin Friend Convos with Jam and Anna. Join us as we discuss real-life issues from two different perspectives. Go grab your favorite snack and drink and let's hang out. Welcome back to Twin Friend Convos, episode two. Today, we're going to dive in to our journeys to motherhood. Mm-hmm. You'll get two different perspectives. And yeah, let's Basically go. Basically where we were at in life, right? Yeah. Okay. So these episodes are going to get deep, y'all. Um, but right now, we're just giving y'all our views on where we're at, what were our thoughts before we became a mother, like what we expected ourselves to be. And the journey. And the journey, yeah. So you can go first. <laughs> you have three to my one <laughs> okay so um before i was a mother i had all these goals um coming right out of high school i thought that i was gonna go straight into college i thought i was gonna um have this whole huge like career uh, even though i didn't really know what i want to do i honestly had this dream of becoming a real estate agent um but in the back of my head before i graduated high school i was like well shoot they only get paid off of like you know commission Commission. um so that is not going to provide if i ever wanted a family you know Mm -hmm. um so i was like well i'll just start college and um figure out what i wanted to do and where i wanted to be in life um so yeah so my first job was captain d y'all um and that was actually my first job that's right you did work there (laughs) yes first ever job i was 17 senior year the summer before um i left for tsu and she was smart she jumped out asap of (laughs) the fast food industry y'all i was there like three i stuck there for three years because while i was working did you you realize that i didn't realize yeah i was there for three years while i was working uh while i was going to school at motlow and it kept the knees yep so your three years to my three months Mm mm-hmm that's all right though. Mm-hmm. You, didn't you get up to management? Yep. Yeah. I was a manager, y'all. Mm-hmm. Thought I was doing big things because back then minimum wage is like six dollars an hour. So when I became a manager, I was like eight dollars an hour. <laughs> what y'all know about that? <laughs> <laughs> um. So in my head, I was like, I'm gonna go to school. I'm gonna get my life together, figure it out. I but I'm gonna take my time too because yeah. I was like, I ain't in a rush. I was not in a rush to leave home. My mom was like, stay here as long as you want. I was like, cool. Mm-hmm. I'm still working and, and I didn't have to worry about anything. So, yeah, I was just living my life um, thinking I probably wouldn't have kids until I was like 30, you know, mm-hmm. I'm on because growing up, y'all, I was always this timid, quiet kid. And I'm still quiet um, until I'm comfortable and I really get to know you. Then I'm probably goofy and you're probably going to be like, jam, hush. Mm-hmm. Um but that's just my personality, um, just quiet, reserved. Mm-hmm. I listen a lot. Um, but, yeah, so I – where was I going with that? <laughs> no, you were just talking about um, where you were at as you were going into oh, right, right, right. So before, <laughs> you know – Y'all had, lost my train of thought. It's okay. <laughs> it happens. Like you said, this is just – non-scripted free flowing conversation yeah just but, conversating. yeah where you at before um you had dakota um so but yeah so i oh yeah so growing up i didn't think literally i thought that i would probably be the cat lady even though i'm allergic to cats i wouldn't have cats but i literally thought i would be single for the rest of my life not the cat lady Jamila. i did i thought i was gonna be a cat lady no but without cats because i'm allergic so maybe birds or something like it I can't Puppies. Stand cats. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm allergic. But uh, so I thought I was going to be like that. But life has an interesting, like, turn of events sometimes. Then you met your boo. <laughs> no, I went through my, my first relationship after my first real relationship after uh, high school. I met him this particular guy in uh at Motlow. He's a basketball player, but y'all, when I tell you the Lord has a sense of humor, I remember praying like, Lord, when I uh meet my person, I'm gonna need him to be like this. I'm gonna need him to be athletic. I'm gonna need him to be this, this, that. And the Lord is like, okay, I'm you sure? Cause that ain't who I have for you. Um <laughs> and so he definitely showed me because my first was my first relationship was some of the specifics. Now, the Lord can answer your prayer. And, you know, if you want specifics, I believe in praying and the look that if it's God's will, he will give you who you want. But we only only God knows who your husband is or your wife, whoever, you know, if you're listening. Um, so but anyway, so I went through that and that was just a dud. <laughs> and I was like, OK, God, I, I can't do this the rest of my life. I just don't want to keep going through relationships. And, you know, before I find my husband and that's what I prayed um heartbreak because no heartbreak joke. ain't no joke my first Ooh. real relationship y'all I was tore up because the way he broke up with me <laughs> first of all like we supposed to be deep in this relationship he ghosts me Anna what? he ghosts and he was supposed to come um and meet me um here in Murfreesboro the mall do our little date day and I could not get a hold of him. Yeah, I've been together a while. So yeah, I couldn't get a hold of him. And I ended up finally getting a hold of him later that evening. And he calls and tells me, oh, yeah, um, I'm, I didn't want to hurt you. So but I'm already at another school. And I was so thrown off, dog. Like he this man had moved Transfer. on me. Transfer at schools to play basketball in Kentucky. Like. <laughs> Ghost me. So, y'all, I was hurt, hurt, okay? Still living in Shelbyville. I'm in Murfreesboro waiting on this man. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, you live and you learn. So, yeah, that was my prayer. I was like, Lord, I can't I can't go through this for forever. Mm-hmm. And little did I know, I would meet my husband through my space, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my space. showing our age. <laughs> Good old 2008. So, like, how I met my husband, I literally, y'all, I was so bored. Like, I remember staying with my sister. Everybody was asleep, you know. Um, and I was in my space, just bored. So, I'm adding everybody, y'all. I was, yeah, back then, that was kind of dangerous. But then I thought about it, like, the next morning. I was like, how bored was I? I really was bored. So, let me delete all these people that I added. But I did not delete my husband, y'all. For some reason, I, on his profile picture, I couldn't see his face. So why didn't I delete him? I don't know why. Like I left him on there. Mm -hmm. So um, the next day I get an inbox, you know, me and my husband start talking. Then we meet up a few weeks later at O'Charlie's. Okay. Y'all went for the road. Y'all went for the road. Oh, Charlie's. Um, And then we went to the movies and that's how we got started in 2008 and the rest is history y'all so that leads us to our family um that we have today um y'all we are both christians we both didn't have any desires to immediately have kids or anything we wanted to wait till we were ready we're married um but we're human um things led to the other that's another and that's how we had 
um, Dakota. And my beliefs before that was no kids until marriage. We're not doing anything that God won't approve of. Um, but like I said, we're human and I'm real. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You know, um, I ended up pregnant five years into our, our relationship before we were married. Um, and I remember feeling so like down, like, dang Lord, you know, um, not down that I was pregnant. I was happy because like, Hey, kids are a blessing. Um, but I, at the time I was worried, like I'm, I'm a Christian, like what are people going to think, you know, of me having a baby out of wedlock and, um, y'all, I had so much support. Um, people like, it's okay, Jam, you know, you know, I knew to ask for forgiveness because I mean, obviously, you know, my, my values were, you know, wait till you're married and go from there. Um, but I remember that working at Radio Shack in the mall, um, and a guy comes up to me, Jamelia, I thought you were Christian. And I was like, what? What? And thankfully I had some people that were, that backed me up and I was like, Hey, don't do that. You know, Christian's mess up but we also ask for forgiveness y'all so remember that uh never be ashamed um to be like lord forgive me you know um but i wasn't you know i wasn't sugarcoating i wasn't hiding the fact that you know i knew it, it's okay and i said you know i know christians mess up but you know the lord is still god is still god and he still sits on the throne and you know i knew to ask for forgiveness and you know try to live the straight and air uh, try to live right from there um and so that's what we did. But also, uh, we also did not rush into getting married because we also wanted it to be genuine and not just because we had a kid. Uh, we just, you know, have people just run and be like, oh, we had a kid, so we got to get married tomorrow. No, we didn't do that. Mm -hmm. We're like, let's make sure this is what the Lord is leading us to. Let's make sure everything was, you know, good with God. And so it was um, nine months later, we had our wedding after we had Dakota. Mm -hmm. Dakota was nine months. Um, and uh, so we tied the knot in Little Oaks, Smyrna, Tennessee, but we had a pretty, I think a good intimate wedding small. wedding was beautiful. Yeah, yeah, I think like it was. Small. It was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. That's right, you was. <laughs> um, but I had an amazing wedding and we are super blessed to still be married today mm -hmm. um, because I know it's God ordained, you know, we're in this for the long haul. Um, but that was my journey to motherhood. Um, and I'll go into a little bit deeper, but I want to turn it over to Anna to talk about where she was at in life and what her thoughts were. But you got my little point of view before I became a mother, but Soon we'll jump back over to mm -hmm. actually becoming a mother. Mm -hmm. And what my journey to motherhood was, I could kind of say a little more recent. Um, it was in the midst of COVID. That's right. I had a COVID baby. So um, what, let's say 2019... The world kind of shut down. I, at the time, was You mean, like, beginning of 2020? Because the end of 2019, I think COVID was becoming a thing. 
Yes, 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 yes. So, like, you, you right? You yeah, right? but like the beginning of 2020. Yeah, 2019, we were still out in these streets. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe you yeah, wouldn't, still, but I wasn't in there. Yeah, I was in, in these homes. Yeah. In this house. <laughs> I, in these streets for me, it's just traveling. That's about all I do. But um, yeah, 2020, when March 2020 is when everything shut down. Um, so I was at the house taking care of my grandmother who had dementia. Um, I had been taking care of her for seven, I took care of, she passed away last year, so um, seven years. And um, so it was just me and her at the house. And going back though, Anna, like, okay, before you became a mother though, you bought a house at a young age, like you. I'll say, I thought we were discussing the journey to motherhood. We are. You, but you were on just a journey in life. Well, like, I mean, we are discussing a journey. I guess it just kind of ties into it because I'm trying to give like the point of view of where we were at before we become a mother. Oh. Then, you know, then. So it, you, want, you want me to go way, way back. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So graduated from TSU. After graduating from TSU, started my career. After starting my career, I had, yeah, of course, moved back to Nashville. Um, you was living out, though. Like, out, out. I remember going to your house, and I was driving for forever. My first apartment was all the way Yo, in Bellevue. Yeah, why she moved all the way up? <laughs> Nobody wanted to come like, out there and visit me. Like, that was a far drive. <laughs> the apartment was nice. It was all nice. I out, So, yeah, I lived there for a year. Then my best friend from college was like, hey, my cousin has this house she's a teacher on one of the islands and you know she's wanted somebody to rent that she knew so me and my best friend ended up renting that house then after a year her cousin was like well i want to sell it so we're like okay so we had to find somewhere else so then we found this two thousand square foot townhouse three levels three bathrooms three full bathrooms like just for two people just for two people and we stayed in the house for five years and yeah it was it was nice and we should have bought it but hey hindsight's 2020 but where at was this in Bellevue too no this was in Antioch the house was so freaking nice Mm. but then um I had met a a gentleman and got engaged to be married and um, was going to move out. Um, the relationship didn't work. We ended up breaking up and called off the wedding. And after that, still ended up buying. How did you meet him, though? Like, where? We met in Nashville. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we met in Nashville. <laughs> Y'all, y'all can see her face on your faces right now. It's hilarious. We did it for like, I think, two years before he proposed. Um, a beautiful proposal, a beautiful ring. Y'all, I don't um, think I ever even like knew the details because me and Anna's relationship, we always had that relationship. We would talk maybe twice a year, mm-hmm. but always because. with like, like nothing ever happened. You know, pick up like, pick up, like yeah. nothing ever happened. Like that was just always. us because of life, you know. But I feel like everybody should have friends like that to where, like, you don't feel... You never skip a beat. No, and you don't feel pressured to have to reach out. Mm-hmm. And you don't feel like, oh, if I don't reach out, then she gonna think we ain't friends and it's not gonna be good. And there's no love lost. Yeah, yeah. so it's good to have those no-pressure friends. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. Thank God, all my friends. All I don't have a whole lot of friends, y'all, because I like to keep my circle small. Um, <laughs> I got on one hand. Um, I'm but, thankful for all my friends. I have a really good um, sister girl, sister yeah. girl group that I don't know where I would be without. But yeah, that's me. Been engaged before. We broke up. Um, even after we called off the engagement, we were still on and off for quite a bit. That relationship altogether was like five or more years. Um, and then I was single for probably like six months, I think. And then I met my son's father and we dated for... Wait, did you just say you were single for six years or six months? I meant to say six months. I think you did say six months. Girl, six years. <laughs> oh, goodness. I was going to say, that don't sound right, Anna. No, I think it was like six months, <laughs> okay. six, seven months. You probably did, y'all. It's more like, probably like seven months. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, yeah, then I met my son's father. Um, we were kind of just friends first, hanging out. Um, I guess you can say, yeah, and dating. And like a year into our, our relationship during covid I found out I was pregnant. And I even made the joke, like, when do we even have time to make a baby? Because everybody was on lockdown, Anna. But no, like, as I was saying previously or whatever, before well, I... we know where Anna was. Right, no. Um, as I was saying, Mom, I'm sorry if you're listening to this. That was just awkward. Like, my mom's going to hear this. Um, hey. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, we all know how babies are made, so mm-hmm. it's okay. But, um, no, I was saying, though, but, like, during, um, like, the lockdown... I had my grandmother the whole entire time, like I said, who had dementia or whatever. And yeah, so I was like, when do we even have, you know, time to have a baby or whatever? But um, yeah, it happened. And of course, how old was I? I was 33. Yeah, 33. Um, And like some of the questions like you had, like, oh my goodness, um, you know, this was not planned. Like, oh my goodness, I'm I'm really having a baby. Yeah, I was hoping I would be married when I had kids. I was hoping that, you know, I feel like you you want all those certain things, you know, in mm-hmm. order. But as we all did. Yeah, it just might not happen that way. I've always been told by other people that you're never gonna be prepared for a child. No, no. Never. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So, but they're all such a blessing, and you know, mm-hmm. I, I believe that things happen the way they're supposed to happen. But also, God gives us free will. <laughs> yeah, <that laughs> he's part. not gonna push himself on us, but he gives us free will, and we know what's right and what's you know what's not right because definitely it's just life. We don't like I said earlier, we don't sugarcoat anything. Yeah, not at all. But yeah, so thirty three. I don't want to go into too many details because this was just our journey mm-hmm. to motherhood. Right. So, yeah, that's where I was. Um, yeah, I guess when I conceived. Yeah. Yeah. But she also, like, bought a beautiful house, like, before then. Like, this girl is, well, like, I said, uh, that, I said I bought a house, but that was way prior. I bought a house when I was 30. Has it been that long? Yeah. I my first I, well, shoot. It has been that long. 
Well, I mean, okay. Yeah, that is, I didn't, shoot, it don't, time flies, y'all. And I mean, that's things we we all wanted to be like, make sure you're financially stable, make sure you're this, make sure you're that. But I felt like you were like, yeah, I think, I think I was like, okay. But then it's like, you know, me and me and my boyfriend at the time, we were dating, but like we were living in two different households and in two different cities to be exact and then like you had people asking us like so oh are y'all moving together now are y'all you know what are, what are your plans where you're and i'm just like i don't know i don't i don't know i don't know you so i think the play. pressure yeah i think the pressure of it was you know having a unexpected pre- pregnancy and then the things that come with it like the decisions that really do need to be decided like you know are we moving into mm-hmm. one house are we what city are we gonna stay in you're like you know yours or mine or and all those things yeah it was it was and also at the time I was dealing with a lot of other stuff with you know family and and stuff like that so yeah I remember when you told me you were pregnant my mouth dropped right I think all my friends are like like, what what (laughs) and when you say God has a funny way of yeah I think it was either a week or two I was having a conversation like with my best friend or whatever. And I was like, yeah, girl, I don't know if, you know, I'm supposed to have kids. You know, I'm like, I don't, you know, like I had that whole, yeah, I did. I'm like, maybe I'm, you know, my boyfriend at the time, he already had kids. I'm like, maybe I'm just, you know, supposed to help, you know, my significant other raise their kids Mm -hmm. and, you know, be that stepmom or be that. And I was totally okay with that. You know, so I I did have that conversation. I did have that thought. And I could have been pregnant at the time and not even knew it whenever I was having it. But, yeah, that was a thought. Like, our kids for me. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. But kids. you would be an amazing, you know. Yeah. But I would have thought before you would you had your son that you would have been an amazing mother is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, because she's good with kids, y'all. She really is. Um, but yeah, we wanted to give y'all a little rundown of that. Um, a little bit further, like I said, um, we would talk about more into where we were at in life. Well, we, well, we just talked about where we're at in life, Yeah, but approaching motherhood, um, and just the things we went through Mm -hmm. before we actually had our kids. Um, so with Dakota, um, I was working, like I said, but then I kind of knew I wanted to be a stay-at-home mother for a little bit, at least until she was able to talk. Because y'all, when I say I don't trust folks, I just don't trust people. Can't trust everybody with um, kids. So, mm-mm. and she couldn't talk, so I just knew. And thank God that Shane was on the same page as me, so mm-hmm. I was able to stop working. Um, but right before I had Dakota and just focus on being a stay-at-home mom um and at the time stay-at-home girlfriend but I knew I was gonna be a stay-at-home wife because I knew I literally used to put on my space future Mrs. Burdett (laughs) (laughs) all the time um so I was speaking it into existence okay um so yeah so my journey to motherhood with Dakota that's where I was um, I had so many issues, y'all, through my pregnancies before I had her and before I had my other one. So with Dakota, 
everything was normal. I had her a week early. So just at 39 weeks. So she was full term. Mm-hmm. Um, but I ended up having eclampsia with her and I'll dive deeper into that getting mm-hmm. into my journey to NICU and everything, but she didn't spend any time in NICU. I ended up spending time in the hospital for a week right after I had her because um, I went into seizures this day. And y'all, when I say I was going through it after I had Dakota. Um, So I had Dakota on a Friday. My dad at the time had just had surgery, a hernia surgery. Um, And so he decided to come and visit. Um, But he was not feeling well. I remember he wasn't feeling well, but he still wanted to be at the hospital waiting, you know, in the waiting room for Dakota to be born so he could hold his granddaughter. Um, So he was there. Thank God he was there. Um, He he was able to see her. We still got videos. I'm so thankful for technology. Mm -hmm. So we still have those videos. Um, But he was here in Murfreesboro. He was living in Asheville at the time. And that Sunday, I texted him a picture of Dakota, and he was so, so happy to get a picture of Dakota. Um, and then the next day, he passed away. So I was going through that, y'all, three days after Dakota was born. He then passed away. postpartum and then losing your father. Yeah. That's that was hard. So mm-hmm. at the time, I didn't know I was sick. I knew I felt a little off that next week. But so then comes the day of my dad's funeral. I wake up, y'all. I couldn't see a thing. I saw nothing but white. It was in and out throughout. I don't even remember half the stuff. I just remember my husband taking me to the doctor off and on. There ended up going, I ended up getting sent to the hospital. They do a scan, you know, and they were like, oh, it's just stress. I go back home. Don't really remember much of anything. I remember making my way to the guest bedroom because I could not make it to the main bedroom. I just didn't feel like I had energy. I couldn't see hardly. I just knew where everything was in our apartment. So I go back in there. I um, remember waking up in the middle of the night, switching sides. And the next thing I know, I wake up in the hospital. Mm. I had had seizures. And thank the Lord, Shane decided to turn the TV down and just listen for me because he knew I was not my normal self. And he heard me. So long story short, I ended up spending a week in the hospital. Um, So ended up with eclampsia and we'll go in a little bit of details in, of that in the next episode um with Callaway that's a long story in itself mm-hmm. I thought I had a normal pregnancy <laughs> I was going through everything that they wasn't considering me high risk but if you think about it maybe I should have been high risk they definitely should have labeled you high risk from your first pregnancy but yeah but I wasn't and I was just going through like everything was fine um, until my anatomy anatomy scan, and I'm still thinking everything is fine. And I go meet the doctor in the doctor's office, and he's like, "Um, so the baby's good, but let's talk about you." And I was like, "Wait, wait, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you talking about?" That phrase, I hate him. I know, right? Like, and he was like, "Well, you know." The baby's good. The baby's growing, but your cervix is already dilating. And I'm like, what? Is that even possible? I never heard of anything like this. Long story short, I get sent to high risk. Um, I had my little 
you know, worries about the way they were doing things. I never actually got to see like a doctor. I saw nurse practitioners, which, you know, I'm not knocking that. Like I want to be one one day, but I think things should have gone a different way. And I ended up having my son unexpectedly at 23 weeks. Um, and so we spent four months in the NICU and that probably is a whole entire episode right there. So we'll it go a little, <laughs> a little deeper next time. Um, and then my third son, I, my actual OB, which has been my OB uh, since, since after I had Dakota. And he has been amazing. He's like, I would recommend him to anybody. But he made sure this time. He was like, no, we ain't having this happen again. Uh, we're going to stay on top of it. This time I decided to go with a different doctor's office and he was amazing and i believe that a different God, doctor's office as far as high risk yes high risk yes yeah, yes i switched and y'all like the doctor that was in the er or in the hospital when i delivered callaway ended up being my high risk doctor <laughs> with my last one so the lord knows what he's doing and i was so thankful because he was the most kind high-risk doctor and he took such good care of me um i had to go through a whole journey I had to be in the doctor's office every week every monday yeah. I had to get progesterone shots i had to get a stitch called a circlage to make sure my stitch or my cervix didn't you know mm -hmm. dilate mm -hmm. and um so but I got full term and full had my term after had, having a premium. Yes, and had my baby, and that in itself, everything went good. And then I go to like I I'm in labor, everything's flowing. Then all of a sudden, my son just gets stuck. I guess his head turns a little bit coming down the canal, and then I had to get an emergency C-section, y'all. So, needless to say... That's a whole episode. That's a whole episode, y'all. Needless to say, I was like, Lord, I'm gonna take this as I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> so, we done. Um, but yeah, so that's my journey to motherhood, and I'm just giving y'all little glimpses of what we will talk about. Mm -hmm. Okay, my journey after finding out I was pregnant. Um... My first ever pregnancy, like I've never um, had any scares or, or anything like that. So um, I was not considered high risk, even though I was over the age of 30. Um, total, totally healthy and everything like that. Um, pregnancy was going well. I would say that I really wasn't gaining, really wasn't gaining any weight. I couldn't stand food. And I love, if you know me, you know I love food. Oh, I love food. Yes, and she yeah. can cook, y'all. Yeah, I can dibble-dabble. That just made me think but, of some. This is totally off subject. But let's finish it. Yep. You already know. Damn, I'm so It's the best, y'all. Yeah, it ain't bad. Um, but what was I saying, Jamelia? You know I'm horrible <laughs> at my train of thought. <laughs> You just talking about where you were at when you found out you were pregnant. Yeah, pregnancy was going good. Yeah, but it was just I hated food. Um, all the food that I wanted to eat was not food that I normally even liked. It was it was crazy. Like I was eating Taco Bell. I can't stand Taco Bell, but yeah. And 
fast forward to me like six months it was Halloween weekend and well I'll say the week of Halloween that week I one night was just throwing up throwing up really bad to the point where I busted both um a blood vessel in each eye and the next morning of course I called my doctor and I was like hey can I come in and they were like well you know you can go to the emergency room and I'm like I'm going to the emergency room can y'all just see me and they're like no you know um we're booked da, 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 da. but I'm like okay I think this was like Tuesday I had a doctor's appointment with them on Thursday I was like well maybe like Wednesday or something like that I'm like I'll be fine or whatever. As anybody would think because, yeah, I mean, like, nobody thinks of anything. It's your first pregnancy. Yeah. Thanks for that. And so I go to my appointment on Thursday. Everything's fine. Everything's good. Um, Friday, I'm not feeling good. My stomach's kind of hurting. The only way I would get relief was like sitting on the toilet. It was weird. Totally weird. No, but I get and it though. It's, yeah. It I was, get it. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm asking my mom, like, am I, you know, am I exaggerating? Like, you know, is this just pre regular pregnancy woes? And she's like, oh, I think you're fine. And then I'm asking my boyfriend. And I'm like, I was like, you proud of the kids? Am I? <laughs> like, you know, I'm asking a man, like, am I exaggerating? He's like, you know, you're probably okay. But then Friday, I was like, no, nah, something just, I don't feel right or whatever. And I told my aunt, I, I was visiting my mom in, in my hometown. I was like, I just don't feel right. And she's like, okay, I'll take you. I'll take you to the emergency room, um, you know, if your boyfriend can't. So I called him. He came and got me and drove me to the emergency room in Murfreesboro. I get there. My blood pressure is like 200 and something over something. Um, is so this after you talked to me? Because then you called me. You called me on Facetime, and I was like, "Yo, eyes look bloodshot." Yeah, and you. I knew something didn't look right too when you called me because you was like, "I came home early from work." Yeah, I was like, "Something's off." Also, that same week too, my feet did swell up. Okay, my feet were swelling up. Like I thought this was just you know pregnancy. Pregnancy that does woes. happen. In pregnancy, like, yeah, yeah, you know. And so, yeah, blood pressure 200 or something. They rushed me right up to the um, labor floor. I don't know the proper name for that. Labor and delivery? Yeah. <laughs> labor and delivery. There you go. <laughs> floor. You know, they hooked me up to some machines or whatever. And they let me know, like, those pains that I was feeling and only getting relief on the toilet was actually, like, little contractions or whatever. And that, um, you know, um, trying to regulate my... my um, blood pressure and stuff and then the next morning they come in and they're like yeah we're gonna have to rush you to St. Thomas in Nashville and I'm like what what's going on they're like yeah they they specialize in preterm babies I'm like preterm what are you talking about and they were like yeah you um you know if something were to happen to you or the baby you know we wouldn't be able to do you know we don't specialize that here like you, you yeah because there's go. certain level NICUs for certain gestation exactly yeah and I'm just looking like, I just came because my stomach was hurting. Like, you know, they're like, yeah, you just, just you got to go down there. I was like, okay. So they rushed me by ambulance to St. Thomas Midtown. And as soon as I get there, I'm in, I guess, the labor and delivery ICU mm -hmm. um, area. And, and um, yeah, that's where you were. Because I only know this, y'all, because we went down the same path to the same hospital, mm -hmm. same doctors, same nurses. It's crazy. Yeah. 
And so, um, get there. Also, you know, I've said previously on this this podcast that I am my only child. My mom's spazzing out because, of course, her daughter's been rushed by ambulance. And I'm only allowed one person. And, of course, my boyfriend's going to go with me. And so she can't see me whatsoever. And, you know, they're not giving the best reports to me and everything. So I get down there. I'm in the ICU. And they're saying that I have to stay until I deliver. So in my head, I'm like, okay, I'm going to be here the next four months. I'm going to be here the next four months. Like, oh, wow, I'm going to be here the next four months. I think I did two days in that ICU room, and then they moved me to the regular. Um, to Anaparta. Girl, you know everything. Because y'all went through this same Ooh. thing. Yep. <laughs> so I go to the Anaparta room, which was huge. I'm like, they know I'm about to be here you know, a couple of months. Cause I mean, the room got a little mini fridge, like the little couch over there, got table and chairs, got the, sh- I mean. You was living there. You, I was in the suite. Was, I was in the penthouse. Yeah. I had a corner, yeah, it was the corner, the corner office, you know, <laughs> the corner um the room. It was huge and nice. And um, so they finally did let my mom come, I think maybe the third or fourth day. She had to come and she spent um, two nights with me to give my boyfriend a break. And um, she hooked you up too. Cause I remember talking on Facetime. Y'all had groceries came, and everything yes. in there. I was like, but mind you, I didn't want food though. Yeah, so. cereal and stuff. I remember. Yeah, but I was like, save it for later. Save it for later. I'm not hungry right now. But yeah, she she when she came in, she they had a cart. She had all these groceries. She's like, well, once I get in, I don't know when they're gonna let me back out. Cause you know, in the in and out rule or whatever. She mm-hmm. says, so I'm ready to camp. I came ready to camp out. So um. Yeah, but unfortunately, I only made it seven days, and the high-risk doctor came in and said um, that my, oh my goodness, I'm getting emotional. That's okay. I'm not an emotional person. Hey, it's, it's, it's <laughs> That okay. the baby was totally fine, but it was getting dangerous for me, and that my... I guess liver levels or something yeah. like that. It was just it was getting, too high. Yeah, it was too high. And my blood pressure wasn't regulating right. And so they had to do emergency C-section. So I had to call my boyfriend because he was not in Nashville. And he had to rush in here and get up there so he could see his son be born. And as they were rolling me out, he actually walked in. And Alexander Blake was born 11 7 November 7th at 12:30 like 21 inches long baby boy was he was big if he would have went full time he would have been a beast mm-hmm. <laughs> um he was only 1 pound 10 ounces um came out looking just like his father his father wanted a junior i said no sir <laughs> i said he won't have your face and your full name i'm not doing it so no and it took us 2 days to name him cuz we could not agree and the lady <laughs> The lady, was lady with social security or something, she kept coming to my room like, do you have a name yet? Do you have a name yet? And they I'm be like, in out. They do be in LA. Like, clearly, I mean, <laughs> lady, I just had a baby at 25 weeks, six days. Like, yeah, I thought I had like, more who, time to decide. To that? Like, when I had my son at 23 weeks, like, who has a baby at 23 weeks? Yes. Is this normal? 
Like, you don't, right. honestly, in life, you don't really think about the NICU until you have to go through it. Like, nobody yes. ever thinks about the NICU. And NICU, what's that? The only thing I knew of the NICU is your journey on it. Because mm-hmm. while you were going through what you were going through, you know, we were constantly talking. We were con- we would go out to our spot, the chop house. The chop house. And, you know, meet mm-hmm. up for, for lunch or whatever. So the only thing, honestly, that I knew of the NICU was your journey. Mm-hmm. And I will say this now, and I know I tell you all the time, I do not know how I would have got through my journey on the NICU without you. Mm-hmm. And like I said, like we said earlier, like I, I do have like a, a lot of good um, girlfriends or whatever in my, my friend circle and all, you know, everybody was trying to be there for me, but it's not. It's um, not the same unless you go through it. Yeah. And I'm so thankful. I thank the Lord that I was able to be there for you because when I was going through it, it's just different. Like I felt, even though I had people like around me, encouraging Mm -hmm. me, like Jamelia, this is okay. Mm -hmm. You know, don't, you know, don't get down on yourself. But I, it was the hardest, which I said, like I said, I will go into detail on the next episode. Mm -hmm. Um, But to be in that situation and not have anybody that you know that's gone through that, that's mm-hmm. hard. Very. And so when Anna was going through that, I just knew, okay, God, you got me here for a reason because mm-hmm. here she is in the same hospital, same doctor, same everything. And I'm able to be there for her and encourage, encourage her, pray for her. And y'all, I don't mind praying. I will pray on the spot. Mm-hmm. She sure will. I mean, I don't, I'm not ashamed. I will pray mm-hmm. for she you. Sure so y'all message me. Y'all need prayer. I'm, I'm serious. I don't even a joke. I will pray for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and the girl can pray y'all. She, <laughs> she had to pray me through. It, yeah. It got to the point where she's like, Anna, call me before you walk in and I'll pray. And I was like, yeah, girl, I need that. Cause mm-hmm. it's just, sometimes you can't, you don't have the words or the, to be there for yourself. So it's good. Yeah, when you're going through, like, it's hard. You can't, you don't, mm-hmm. yeah. It's just like, I, you know, you're not in the same mindset. Like, it's just no. too much. And we'll talk about that too, because the NICU journey is a grieving process because you mm-hmm. have a baby early, unexpectedly. Even if you know it's coming, like, it's hard. Like, that's a grieving process because you miss out on all the stuff that comes with mm-hmm. being pregnant. Um, but yeah. So I guess we could wrap up this episode. Yeah, guys. And y'all come back. Did grab your snack and drink earlier because (laughs) this is this is getting good, y'all. And I hope y'all are ready and excited to come back on our next episode where we dive deeper into um, our experiences after we had the baby, uh, our babies. Um, in mm-hmm. the NICU process, and we'll start on that, guys. So, thank you guys so, so much for tuning in. Um, and we truly, truly are so thankful for y'all, and we are super excited to continue this podcast process. What she said, <laughs> bye, y'all. bye, y'all. Thanks for listening to Twin Friend Convos with Jam and Anna. We hope you were encouraged while listening and had fun hanging out. Let's hang out again soon on our next episode.